you know, you can just mop the floor with anyone. Welcome, everybody. It is Saturday. Uh, God, we just said the date. May 8th, 2021. Welcome to the NPCs, episode 133. Of course, it's Travis here and Kyle, as always. Hey, Kyle. Oh, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> you are alive. Yes, you still yeah. exist in the grand the grand scheme of everything. I haven't turned to a zombie yet or a lichen or a vampire, but we'll get Good. to that. Fantastic. <laughs> very very fantastic segue into everything that's going to we're going to be talking about of course because we had Resident Evil Village drop this week. Um mm-hmm. That's the only game that really dropped it. Well, Pokemon Snap was last week, but I haven't picked that um, one up yet. One I forgot to mention on the news yesterday, actually, What's was that? the uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. It's it's not a remaster or anything, but it's a re-release of the PS2 uh, era Baldur's Gate. And it, it's freaking amazing. It's like... Uh, 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 sorry, I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, it's like a something, everybody. Yeah, oh, Diablo. It, it's, okay, it's basically Diablo. So it's a dungeon it, you can crawler, do couch loot. co-op. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it's got the PS2 graphics with the uh, next gen systems. You get the uh, smoothing and everything, and okay, you know, okay, that's pretty sick. Okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, in the grand scheme of what's released so far, I mean, Resident Evil was really the big one this week. But of course, you get those older, you know, those older name titles anyway too. That kind of just like sneak in. And it's like, oh, hey, this one dropped too. Yeah, no. If if you haven't played that one, dude, it, it's like thirty I, bucks. I've it, never you should check it out. I've never played a Baldur's Gate. Never. Oh, no. Ever. Th- this is this is different from most Baldur's Gates because the other Baldur's Gates are like uh, RPG, like hardcore Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> RPG, like okay. super super and, hardcore. And this one's more more akin to like you said Diablo then with the yeah, dungeon crawler, Diablo, loot crawler. Looting, type. Okay, yeah, got it. Okay, I will consider it because of course if nothing else. Check out like, a video. It it's cool. Okay, yeah. I will definitely do that. Um, but before we start talking about game stuff, because we didn't do an episode last week, I think it's worth us at least making a mention. You know, we've we've brought it up in the news live streams. We posted mm-hmm. a, the couple episodes that we've done so far. Um, but uh, let's just really quick go over uh, the open critic stuff that's happening right now. So uh, for our audience, of course, so open critic is a direct competitor to Metacritic. And what they do is they aggregate uh, review scores for video games from a bunch of different sources and provide their own level of rating based on those scores and then provide those scores out in conjunction with summaries of said reviews and uh, links, of course, to the full review as well, too. And then they're also, uh, outside of that, they post their own news and then where it comes to us is they have their own podcast. So you listen to us every week. We do the news every Friday. Uh, I'm going to start ripping the news here soon and tuning, turning that back into a podcast that drops right after we're done doing the news. Um, coming up here, of course, this next week. And uh, yeah, Kyle and I, like, I think it was really a surprise for both of us, you know, that we had this change come up and... Uh, with with uh, uh, parting ways with Preston, of course, and then quite honestly, we go into the first episode or our first news live stream to say that uh, Preston had left the NPCs, and there's a message in our Facebook inbox that says, "Hey, yeah, I want to do business with you. This is my name. This is what I do," and it's like, "What?" So, I mean, I know for for me reading that, of course, I know Kyle doesn't get into the the admin side of things there to see when the messages come up. But the fact, though, that we were reached out to just at at random chance to be able to go and start doing the news for them was 
a surprise given the timing of how everything had happened. And then also a change in how Kyle and I have to present content. Because I think, especially for you, Kyle, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for well, really actually for both of us, is that our news has always been reading off someone else's article and then providing mm-hmm. our commentary and our thoughts on it. So yeah, to help kind of, uh, I guess, break it down a bit, like for what you'd been used to, for basically what we had been doing for a year, what was that mm-hmm. like for you to actually make the switch over, you know, for at least the open critic stuff to be doing their news podcast? You know, I mean, oh, we're only two episodes so far. Just let, let me preface that again. We're only two in, but like, what do you think um, so far? So far, it's been a little weird getting back to uh, having to write and, you know, actually come up with with our own content. Um, getting back in- to uh, actually reading a script, uh, for me, has been a little bit difficult because at times I'll have to reread and reread and reread. And my, I, I don't know, like, I, I just get tired of it. And, like, I, I accidentally make mistakes and, like... I know I'm doing it. It's like, ah, why why can't I just stop? I I know it's coming and then the mistake happens and it's like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so rough when this happens yeah. to like I'm the same way. Especially I, when we get in the clench time, you know. But, oh yeah. Oh yeah, cuz I used to work for the college newspaper, so not only was I responsible for taking photos, but I was also responsible for writing articles. And so mm-hmm. I've got an idea of doing that. But the way we had structured our news and that they still reached out to us, even though our news style wasn't the same way, was still a shock. And again, we're two episodes in now with them. And mm-hmm. I, I think I, it, we took that first episode and that that was definitely a pain in the ass because we delivered that episode right at deadline, like right, right at deadline. Um but this last week's episode, I feel like we actually had a better handle of everything already and a better focus on putting things together, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so now that at least that we're figuring out our groove with this and that, I mean, it doesn't mean anything's going to change on the news front that we do, but it's just interesting to see that this is a venture that we're doing. So, um we're going to be doing this for a couple of months. Uh, of course, if they continue like what we're doing, then, you know, everything will extend out. But in the meantime, we're going to be doing this for a few months. Um, so with that, you know, I just wanted to make sure that got out there because, of course, we didn't put an episode out last week because we were burned out from doing that first news episode just with learning everything. And, uh, of course, we had to play some Titanfall 2, I think, at that point. I think – did we play Titanfall 2? Because yeah, of, we were just I think, pissed I think off. We did. That's yeah, right. It was we did. Just, we yes. needed to kill stuff. <laughs> we did. We, yeah, we were just frustrated enough to go shoot things. So yeah, yeah. So for everybody there, if you hadn't seen the announcement on any of it, of course, on our Facebook page, Twitter, whatever, um, OpenCritic.com is the website. Podcast is right there on the main page. Go give it a listen. Let us know what you think. Of course, uh, through all of our different social media channels, and um, yeah, I just thought it would be a blurb to bring up here in case. People hadn't been aware of it yet. Uh, But now, of course, we circle back around to what the NPCs are. We got to talk some video games. And Kyle here has, uh, as I signed on, of course, just before we were going to record, I played a little bit of Warzone there. But Kyle was was, uh, balls deep into uh, Resident Evil Village and uh, and Giant Vampire Lady. Well, I shouldn't really say it like that. That's actually really horrible. But... I, I don't know. Everybody's <laughs> making her their, like, waifu or it's like, you know, step on me or whatever. It's just absolutely crazy what the community does with stuff. But no. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've seen some crazy stuff on the Steam community page. Oh, yes. So, we were looking at that yeah. last night. We were looking at that last night. And there's a lot of, like, boudoir type uh, photos. Yeah, very and, prom- and that. promiscuous. And it's like, what is going on? <laughs> it's rule 34, man. I hate to drop that, you know. Makes us really I like guess. makes me feel old because of the like with early internet stuff, but rule of thirty four, dude. But okay, enough of that shit. You're playing Resident Evil Village. How far in are you? How are you feeling about it? Um, what's been the best thing so far? What's been the worst thing so far? Take it away, Kyle. Take it away, Kyle. What is? What are you feeling? Oh man. So 
Uh, so far, it is great, in my opinion. Uh, the opening is jaw-dropping. I won't ruin anything. Uh, beyond the opening, um, I want to say there's like one level, kind of, and then it actually leads into the village portion of the demo. So if you played the uh, village demo or ju- the... Uh, uh, well, I, I I guess the game is called Village. But yeah, the, the village village demo. Um, then you, you've played uh, at least a portion of what I've played. Because after that, that first portion, it leads into that. Um, and like I said, it's really small, that, that first por- portion. It's a lot of video. Um, and then, uh, it, instead of where it cuts off there, there's actually a big enemy that if if I remember right, I, I didn't experience it in the demo. I want to say it kind of cut off and it was like, oh, well, this is the end of the demo. And no, I had to run around for quite a while gathering ammo and getting chased by this, uh, giant, I, I, the only thing I can even think to describe him like is the the ape dude from Sekiro, like like the ape boss. But I know he's not like that. He's just ginormous. He's clothed, but he he's got like this just insane amount of hair that that's all over. He's got like a mane, um, and a giant mallet, which was very scary. Um, but I'm not really having any issues with ammo. Um, the version I did get, um, allowed me to buy the broken butterfly, um, immediately for like 200 bucks. So I did that, but I'm kind of regretting it because I don't have a lot of space in my attache case. So yeah, I need to upgrade that real soon. And I've only ran into Duke twice. So that being said, after the portion running away from the dude, you get thrown into the river, um, and you end up kind of working your way into the castle. Okay. No big deal. That's where I'm at now. There's this whole meeting. Pretty cool video that happens. Don't want to ruin anything there. And I'm I want to say right before the first portion the first chase portion in the castle. Because okay. I, I recognize the statues that are, that are around me from videos I've seen where I'm like clicking through stuff and it's like, Oh no, don't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I, I, I've seen, I've seen those statues and I know I'm in a portion that's going to become a chase portion. So I, and I'm right near Duke as well. Okay. So I just ran into him for the second time. Okay. Okay. So how far in would you say you are then? Cause I watched giant bombs, a video or their, uh, their quick look of Resident Evil Village, and they got as far as I think just entering the castle, and uh, I guess kind of being like swarmed and being put into some sort of like weird metal sarcophagus that was made up of all the different metal bits, and then that's where their quick look cut out at. That was about okay. an hour and so fifteen I'm... minutes in. How far? Uh, that that sounds about right. Um, I'm about. 30 35 minutes past that okay okay and so far um of course one of the things that some people have said at least what i've read in the reviews and comments from people on reddit is that resident evil village uh kind of comes across as starting to revert back to some of the things that capcom was trying to get away from with um what they had done in like what was it Resident Evil Six and such that it be, it feels more like an action shooter in some parts than it really should be because Resident Evil Seven was supposed to be the divestment away and trying to bring in some of those things that other horror games like Outlast and Amnesia had done so well mm-hmm. with trying to bring those back into the Resident Evil verse and then of course you know the introduction of VR but how are you feeling so far in are you feeling that it's the same way or is it you know, though, still feel different people, i feel like people remember what they like to remember from the resident evil games people forget that at the end of even the good resident evil games you have so much friggin ammo it mm-hmm. doesn't matter you know you can just mop the floor with anyone you right. know or with anything on on 
on your first playthrough, mind you, on the hardest difficulty, if you're doing it right, you're going to have a lot of ammo at the end. So, I mean, yeah, at this one, because it's first-person shooter, I've heard it becomes Call of Duty. I get the tension from it. There, the The first time that I had that firefight, where just before I got put in the metal sarcophagus, where I was fighting the gorilla dude with the mallet, um... Yeah, I, uh, well, and he's not really a gorilla, dude. He just reminds me of a gorilla, but <laughs> it's a, it's a lichen. It's a werewolf is really what, well, more, more than he, anything. Yeah. He, I guess he is a werewolf. He's it's like just a, like from the pictures I've seen, human, it's like a know. werewolf on steroids almost like, or well, werewolves already are kind of like that. You're ripped no matter what. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like over the top on that. At any rate, during that portion where I was running, um, I felt the same fear that I felt in Resident Evil 5 the first time that I got to the the dude with the axe, the executioner, you know. Um, it, the first time, you know, you run out of ammo in a major fight in the early Resident Evils, it's that same way. I ran out of ammo. I was running like crazy. I was knifing zombies to try and just get them out of the way. Okay. You know, and then I'd find a couple bullets and I'd be like, okay, I've got five rounds. And then I'd be like, okay, I got to utilize these. Oh, there's a bag of flour. Boom. And then I got to, I can pop off three headshots and I've got to save this round, you know, type. You, you got to really think about it. But there are other times where it's like, wow, I've got a lot of ammo, but I know something's coming up. If I have <laughs> a lot of ammo, there's a problem. Because something's coming up, and it's like you, you definitely t- feel that tension in this game. It's like for any time you uh, come across, oh, what is it? Come across uh, like a, a litany of health packs or healing, and or like the especially in Resident Evil's case, the way you can combine herbs together to make you know a super one. It's like you come across all of that, and it's like things seem a little quiet, and I'm pretty well stocked up here. And it's going to be one of those where the door gets kicked open and something's thrown in your face that, you know, well, obviously yeah, you're being set up I for. I mean, in this one, you can find recipes to, to have Duke make you food. Okay. And I think you have to find, find the food as well. But it, it raises your max health and, and so on and so forth, your stamina. Okay. So you get that same thing. So eventually, at the end of the game, yeah, it's going to feel like Call of Duty because you're going to have tons of ammo. It's a first-person shooter this time around. Yeah, it, it's probably going to be a little action-packed, but you're going to have to work to get to that point because there are times where I'm tooth and nail um, running still. Hmm. Okay. Okay. But overall, though, with what Resident Evil 7 tried to do with the series, and now, of course, we've got Village... Uh, do you still feel that carries over just fine? Do you feel like they are oh, yeah. starting to kind of? Oh yeah, because okay. I mean they did it. They did it in seven too. In the beginning, you didn't have a lot of ammo. It was really scary, and then you get to the later portion of the game, and there's zombies, and you get lots of ammo, and yeah. okay, you know, okay, okay. So based on where you're at right now, and and how you're feeling, that you're actually feeling pretty confident about the about this game still at least. Oh, being man, entertaining and immersive and terrifying and that at least through the rest of it then which is good. the immersion is one thing i am just it, it's so good like the the lighting effects and everything they did such a great job mm-hmm. like you'll you you have to think about smashing glass on cases so if you walk up to like a cupboard and it's got like doors on it and you can't necessarily just open the doors or whatever but you can smash the glass on the mm-hmm. door and you can grab something off the shelf. Mm-hmm. You have to pay attention to the subtleties like you had to in the original Resident Evil games, like you had to in Resident Evil 4, which is another one that it's been r- really heavily compared to. And I-, I think that's a fair comparison in all honesty. Okay. 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 Yeah, because I... <laughs> This is not a secret here. We've talked about this many times in in many different episodes is that I am not a horror games person. Even Mm -hmm. I'll even say it. Even Five Nights at Freddy's is too much for me. I just I can't deal with the jump scares. I can't deal with a lot of that. But I felt the tension in what I saw of Village so far. And 
I didn't really feel like I was in a position that I would be like terrified out of my wits to play something like that. Cause again, it's like horror games. I, I, there's a lot of hesitation from my part, but I think this is one I'm going to be picking up here soon. Not now, but sometime here soon, because I've still got, I, I hate to say this, especially a year after the fact, but I've got doom eternal still to finish. I've got cyberpunk 2077 to still finish. And of course being pulled left and right, uh, for playing things with the kids in that too. It's just like, I don't know where village is going to fall at yet on the list. But well, it is there. You know, it is on it, my list. It's the same thing for me. I, I beat what games I can when I can. I think Village is one that I'm going to probably tank through because it it's one that I want to stay captivated in. And I, I'm really enjoying what I've seen. Like I said, they they assault you at the very forefront of the story. So oh, yeah, be do. mindful of that. Oh, shit. Yeah, they really do. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty hard-hitting beginning oh um, so you've seen the entire beginning oh yeah yeah that like giant bombs quick look was literally starting from the beginning all oh, the way okay. through okay. up until the point that yeah. i told you yeah. i i just don't want to ruin that portion for anyone listening but i because i didn't play seven yeah. and i don't really care to play seven i'm it it's whatever for me um i mean i've played the resident evil games um, at least most of them out of order anyway. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really bother me to to see some of that stuff anyway. And it's like, whatever. Um, there are only some games, of course, that like really like make me want to, uh, you know, make me want to kill somebody if they get spoiled. Like you got Halo Infinite coming up here soon. Anybody says anything about that when that game comes out this year, I will probably murder somebody. That's That's just straight up probably what will happen. But yeah. I, I feel like the newer Resident Evil's, uh, they they're not so much the uh, jump scare, but it's the tension horror and the shock and awe horror. Yeah, that, that's and... what what kind of that they've turned to. Yeah, like okay. you you think about the chase segments with like number two and three, mm-hmm. um, on the remakes. Uh, that 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 relies a lot on that tension horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you think. You think about how Seven is, the grotesqueness, the, you know, losing an appendage right at the beginning of the game and then having it stapled back on, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's right. very shock and awe and very right. tension-based. It's just funny, though, to think that it's like, you know, Resident Evil has not been a stranger to gore and the violence that are in their games anyway. I mean, that's mm. really the whole point of it. Um, it's just interesting though, that they finally were able to discover a new boundary in what they could put in their games following the successes of the other ones I mentioned of outlast of amnesia. Um, Mm -hmm. SCP is another game as well too. You know, the fan made one for the, um, uh, for that whole genre of, of stories of all the different monsters and creatures and things and whatever they get caught and put away and stuff. Um, it just seems like they found a new boundary and found a way to go ahead and express that. And it looks like seven did that. And from what I'm seeing so far and what I'm hearing from with eight, as an example, they're not shying away from it there either. And that I think is a good thing for them to keep the resident evil franchise fresh because otherwise you end up with what happened in resident evil five and resident evil six and so on, where Chris Redfield's bicep is the size of his entire body. And of course it's, shooting up massive uh, RPG at Wesker as he's floating around in a, in a volcano. It's you, you get to some of that weird ridiculousness, but in this one, at least, and even in the previous one, they do a really good job tying it back into the grander resident evil. Uh, and it, it just seems like they're in a right, they're in the right going in the right direction. I don't know. I, I liked five. I, oh, no, I, I didn't, didn't have a problem really with it at all for six. You know, personally, I, I like right. some of the story for six, especially uh, playing as uh, what's her name? Shoot, I I can't even think of her name. But she's in the red dress. Oh, Ada Wong. Yeah, Ada. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoyed that story, um, but uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I just it, it, it was it, I feel like they they've 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 moved well with the times and right. for, for its time 
five worked six was a little late on the cusp and they they tried to do a little too much and i think that's where they backed away from it and they they were like oh we need to reevaluate and then they came out with seven and now we're we're getting a steady flow of what resident evil should be and you know agreed no i agree on that one 100 percent uh it's just it was one of those things to bring up i have nothing against resident evil 5 i really like playing 5 um i did a lot of co-op for the campaign in that one like several times over but (laughs) i'm just saying though is that you look at the ridiculousness for some things as they went on and how they over exaggerated on some things it's good to see resident evil kind of coming back through to its its roots and kind of really building itself back up that way it'd be nice to see i guess a remake of the original resident evil that took elements from what seven and eight have done so far and bring those back in so even though it's going to still be a certain level of action i think incorporating some of that into a remake of resident evil one would be a very interesting take on it and i think would be kind of a nice refresh to everything without necessarily doing um, any harm to what the original was either I don't want that. I, l- I like original Resident Evil just I as do is. too. I'm I, just I, saying. I, I just, just like saying. it preserved. I, I, in fact, I think, you know, with the addition of the uh, the Crimson Heads and everything with the uh, GameCube version and the re-release that – or that became the re-release on the next-gen consoles and whatnot, which is now the previous gen, but <laughs> the – I, I don't know that 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 for me was definitely the definitive edition of Resident Evil One. Okay, not not Deadly Science, uh, Deadly Silence on the DS. No, no. Okay, piss off. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I liked that one when I had my original DS and I had that game and I could take Resident Evil with me. That's fun. Anyway, all I was saying hey, on that you one, you could take is... Resident Evil with you. That was really cool. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I will give you that. It was really cool that you could take Resident Evil with yes, you. Yes, yeah, at least you could take that with you. Because I don't think we, there was anything on PSP at that time that was Resident Evil based. I know there was Silent Hill nope. stuff, but I don't think there was any RE stuff that went with it. But anyway, it sounds like Village is awesome. I will pick it up here soon, I promise. That way we can play it and do stuff um, you know, together on that one, especially because of Reverse coming out uh, later this year, too. And whatever yeah, that monstrosity is going to be. I think it says will release eventually or something like that. <laughs> Let me double check real quick on Steam. Uh, this like item that. is not yet av- available. It, it used to say uh, available uh, late December 2021. That's fucking awesome. And now it awesome. just says this item is not yet available. That's fucking awesome. Okay. Yeah. I know it's coming. It's just it was a monstrosity of a thing to see that they were making in the first place. It's like, okay, let's see what's what's going to happen with it. But anyway, Village is good. That sounds awesome. Um, Never know. Maybe it'll be free to play. And yeah, by then it'll be cross play. That would be kind of cool. That'd be cool. Well, if I do pick up Village anywhere, I probably won't get it on PC. I'll probably get it on Series X. Mm -hmm. I'll probably get it on console and play it there because I think the... The 4K HDR and whatever ray tracing might be in there. No hope on that. Um, You'd have to tell me, is there a ray tracing option on PC? Like in your your graphic setting? Because, I mean, ray tracing's everywhere. I think there there is, though, in the game. But I think they were more... I'll have to double... I'll I'll have to take a second look at it. Okay. Because I think there was, like, some sort of lighting demo that they did with Village on the PlayStation five to show off the ray tracing effect. So I think it's, I think Mm. it's there. That's what's really sounding similar in my head right now. Like that, that's what sounds very familiar to I know there's an HDR mode and I'm playing in HDR mode. Okay. But other than that, I I don't, I don't know. All right. Fair enough. That's okay. All right. So village is good. I played some more, uh, Genesis noir this week and, I mean, I, I should be able to bust that game really quick. From everything I see, it's only like three and a half hours long. But it's 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 such a unique story still of being able to explain the birth of the universe. Um, I just had gotten through a oh, uh, what was the what was the section called? I'm trying to remember. Um, I think it was gather. 
was the section, or maybe just before that. And mm-hmm. as this character you're playing as, you end up picking up the saxophone of the person who is who started the Big Bang, who like actually shot the gun at the the girl that you're pining over. And he picks it up in one of the little previous puzzle areas and ends up on a train platform looking across the way at someone who's playing an upright bass. Um, and they start playing music together. You actually have to create music with too by moving the um, by moving the left joystick back and forth over some different rectangles that are up there on the screen though too. So you can actually create music. There's one part of it that plays like Simon, where the hmm. bass player actually does knows. So then you have to go and do the same thing. Um, but then after that, you are actually creating music together. There's this whole thing, and then he ends up getting killed by a mob boss which was interesting. The hell? Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out it's like the whole point of this game is to to provide a unique take on explaining how the universe was made. And I don't really get it at that point. It was a kind of a cool thing though playing the music and and all the different sounds going there with the trumpet and the bass. Um mm-hmm. but even before that, um I had talked about this previously was where I was actually joining molecules together to start creating life. Um, where I just select different orbs that were floating around and connect them up one to another. And like the last one I had made when the last time I talked was like a double helix. Well, I got through all of that. Yeah. And um, from there, then it brought out things that looked more at first, like uh, like what a chromosome looks like. And then you start like huh. piecing those together to make different um, organisms of sorts. And then you're presented with a whole slew of different like shapes to start building creatures out and as i'm building creatures together um you get these options that come up to get them to like fall in love and so then you start breeding more and more creatures from that it's just basically like imagine like single cell organisms going to multi-cell organisms they're coming together and then they're starting to split out on the um like in the diversity chain they're actual like evolving into different stages of things because there's one point it got to before that scene with the uh, bass player and the uh, and me playing the saxophone, it got to a point where you were actually seeing like jellyfish and those um, uh, trilobites, I think I want to say. I can't remember the actual names of them, but they're floating around all over the place and you can kind of like poke and prod mm-hmm. at them interactively to get them, you know, to swim away or whatever. Um, but you're actually seeing kind of like the start of life there. Uh, and weird. Yeah. And as it carries on, of course, too. Oh, if I'm right. Okay. Now I remember what that scene was about. So the scene with the bass player was about the sound of the universe. And it actually explained as you went into that, that scientists are still able to actually pick up the sounds of the big bang, um, to this day, because it resonates around, um, as a, I can't remember how exactly they described it, but it still resonates around to this day from that big bang and that radio telescopes can actually pick up that sound. So that I think is where the bass playing and the saxophone really focused on was that you were trying to actually line up the sound of the universe and actually trying to locate it and trying to clean it up. And I don't know exactly who this mob boss was that ended up killing. I don't know where they're the, where they really fall into the rest of the story, but such a weird way to really talk about how the universe was made that it's a yeah that, that it's a noir. it sounds really cool it's, though it is it is and it's only a couple hours so i should be able to have that knocked out but i keep getting pulled into other things and other games and it's like i'll finish it at some point like doom eternal and cyberpunk and everything else that's on my plate right now <laughs> everything right. else that happens to still exist to this day holy hell um Oh, man. Yeah, just such a really bizarre, uh, just bizarre game uh, to play. But um, what else have you been playing, though? Have you been able to actually jump into anything else besides Village? I mean, we played Titanfall 2. We Oh, we could talk about Second Extinction. Oh, yeah, we did play Second Extinction. And that um, cluster of a game. I was actually kind of enjoying it. Um, but I lately I've been playing some of those. Well, and... I, to be to be honest, the Devolver sale 
happened on Steam. Oh, it's still no. going on. Oh, no. So I bought Serious Sam 4. Um, I, I fell victim of that one. I like those games. I Sometimes I just like to run around and mindlessly kill demons, you know, that, I, that spawn like crazy. I know you do, but I'm waiting for the moment that Devolver drops their financial report and it says none of our success this year would have been possible without thanks to Kyle. You know, like they actually and have his, your name his in there. rebuying a and games re- over yeah. and over again. Yeah, yeah it's, again. Like this, it's like this player alone has bought 16 copies of this same game in the last month and of course it's across all different platforms but why has this one guy bought eight different copies of enter the gungeon that that's unreal (laughs) (laughs) that's a sale i think i think we need to hire somebody to program something to just lock on to your ip address and just hide that just hide any of that stuff in a storefront just and just see if devolver digital just fails because of it just because you can't sell maybe that's why when i ordered a t-shirt from them and i was like hey there's a problem they were like oh it's this guy there's no problem send him a new one (laughs) (laughs) you are truly the sole provider for that entire thing you are paying the salaries and and everything for these people like it's, just, it's funny with how much stuff you put, like how much stock you put in a devolver, really. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, anyway, so Second Extinction. Okay. This game is a early access game on very game Pass. early access. Oh, oh, I think very I'll early. emphasize oh, that. Drop my fucking earbud um, here. Yes, it is. Especially, uh, you look at the mission structure. This is the first thing I want to address because right. it was unreal. We were running up to these missions, and it was like, oh, you need to rescue this crate or whatever. And regardless of the area, it was like probably only a 25% chance that while you were doing it, enemies were going to spawn unless you had to clean some, like, dino gunk off of it that that's the best i could glean dino. off of what i i really yeah. gonna regret saying this kyle but dino spooge yeah i'm gonna dino re- spooge. I'm, yeah yeah i think yeah it looks more like a dinosaur blew up so you've got like all right radioactive dinosaur blew up so it's like their skin yeah. is over the top of it and then it's like blue goo underneath so it's a radioactive dino batter <laughs> sure, I, I'll let you have that. Yeah. It's definitely better than Dino Spooge. But anyway, that's yeah. one thing. Um, but um, yeah, the 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 missions are way too simple. You run up, you like if it's a rescue mission, you throw a couple jets on the thing, and it, it's done. And true. it's like, well, you, you don't get anything for the missions except for like some gold. I didn't feel like, and granted, we weren't able to extract because of an issue that I had with my computer, um, which I am fairly certain I've resolved <laughs> this time for real. That would be nice. But um, other than maybe extracting, I see no physical point of what the currency that you're actually earning and all of these collectibles. You you get lots of, like, fed, like pterosaur feathers and claws from from velociraptors and, well, and all all sorts of stuff but I, I i don't understand what the the total purpose of it is well i think one of our problems that we had is that we were just doing the free roam kind of like free mission thing where the entire map true. was open up we did try the story but i i will say though when it when it got yeah. to be crazy with the dinosaurs that that's what I like. That's why I like serious Sam games. That's why I've been playing, uh, what what is it, Shadow Warrior again? Um, I, I I just like being able to just run around and kite things around and be like, oh, this is easy, and have fun with the game. Right, and I think, I think where my problem is at, of course, I mean, this is early access, so maybe I'm just being too judgy for this game itself. My couple problems with it is that it doesn't feel like the AI is properly tuned um, on how it's supposed to actually go after players. The the scale of the map is another issue, too, that you actually look at the map and it feels like things are farther away than they actually are. 
But it's like, I, I'll give you an example. It's like when we did that first mission to go and look for that um, that camp we had to unlock mm-hmm. so we could actually have a new respawn point. You know, I looked at it on the map and it's like, okay, it looks like it's going to be a little bit to go. But as soon as you got out of the uh, map itself and you're back in the regular world and you're looking, it's like, oh, it's like right there because you can actually see the shape of the buildings. You can actually see the silhouette of the yeah. buildings. It just felt the, like there the was scale like was off. There were two objectives that like I walked completely past because I was just bebopping, you know, killing dinosaurs thinking I was on my way. And I was like, oh. Whoa, I, I, I passed it, like, you know, 30 meters ago. I need to, like, actually backtrack now. Exactly. That and, hey, the funny part is we broke a mission. We broke the that gas mission. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, but that being said, there there was some um, broken, uh, I don't even know what, broken models uh, where we, we set up the jets on, like, those uh extraction containers and the jets uh stayed behind but the container went away yeah that was that was an interesting one for sure and then it's the and then it's the actual missions themselves and like you even said the rewards because there is nothing pointing out saying here is what you can do with those like what is the point of us like gathering up these things that the dinos are dropping like we don't have any sort of like upgrade path that says you need to grab like x of these dino bones to be able to do this there's no rhyme or reason that explains it i think maybe we're missing out on that because we're not playing the story right now um yeah even on top of it i don't think the actual ai itself not the one that controls the dinos per se but the ai itself that scales based on uh, there you go, dino joke scales. Um, the, the, <laughs> yeah, but um, the AI I don't think scales properly for the number of people you have in a party playing at the same time because after you crashed out and left, mm-hmm. that whole area was overrun by dinos when I died. Um, oh Jesus! I think it had to be at least sixty of them. There were two or three more of those giant triceratops ones. And then yeah, every other one of them were those uh, blue velociraptors and then the the ones that spit the acid at you from like, you know, 100 feet away. It was just way too many of them and it just didn't seem like it scaled back um, or anything. That was another thing I didn't understand is the difficulty spike. Like we had done done a bunch of the missions granted in the easy area, but we were also doing – we did like – three or four missions even though we kept saying we're gonna quit we're gonna quit we kept doing the missions anyway in the the hard area and we were still mid-mission when we were getting ready to extract because we were actually unlocking an extraction zone yeah to extract from it feels i don't even know i don't know it was like this huge difficulty spike all of a sudden because that was the first time that we encountered that many like boss creatures well, all at once. It's I like think that, our that problem, of course, we, our problem was that we took that risk because the map actually said the difficulty of the area. And because we decided to take that risk, that's why we got our asses kicked is because we Man. we moved into an area that looked like it was definitely out of our purview. And it was it was kind of expected to kick our ass i think however but we like i said we did like four or five missions mm, prior to tr- attempting that mission and that's maybe true. it was because of, of of the nature of the mission you know unlocking an extraction zone but i don't know it just the difficulty with spike was just like from you right. know two two boss enemies back to back to like here's three boss enemies and then like what I I would almost consider like not quite mini bosses, but definitely an uncommon enemy, and you get like ten of those guys all at once. Absolutely, I yeah. some other things that I'm trying to think of that really bothered me. I think was traveling. I think was another thing. You'd figure that for the advanced time period that you're in i guess maybe if the map was bigger this is this would be one thing but i mm-hmm. think because respawn points are tied to those camps that you do unlock that there needs to be some sort of like fast travel 
or there needs to be some sort of like vehicle or something, you know, to be able to get you around. It doesn't necessarily need to be like the, the craziest, fastest vehicle in the world, but it's like, what would it take to add in like a little Jeep or something like that in there to be able to traverse around, um, you know, and not have to rely around running on foot. Cause even running on yeah. foot is, is chaotic. Not that it's, like you don't have limited sprint or anything fortunately you can just sprint all the way across but like vaulting over stuff and like trying to climb up the side of hills if they're if they're angled just right you can't do and so you can get yourself in right. these precarious spots where especially if you're in a battle with dinosaurs you want to get away you're not going to be able to you're going to end up getting stuck and pinned in a spot because you can't get up these areas that look like they should be scalable that should be accessible yeah, yeah. Um I I did I did enjoy the fact that there is no fall damage currently in the game. Um you yes. you fall off at extreme height and just Superman land. No, or in no, my case, you don't I, Superman land. Or superhero land. It right? looks like it, but remember I watched your character model yeah. doing it as you fell. I was and gonna your say character my model... character looked weird, but yours Yours did a regular superhero land. Yours yours looked like it, though, or yours probably looked like it on screen, but on my side, your character model was more like it was in its character selection pose, like right before we actually, like when we picked characters before we got into the map. Um, uh -huh. It looked like that and that your character had just tilted over to show you the ground and then came back up. That was all you looked like. That's actually kind of what it looked like on my screen, except it looked like, I don't know, it looked like he did a trip animation or something on my screen. Yeah, not necessarily that case over here. It looked more like your guy yeah. just like froze and then just uh, uh, back up. That was it. That's weird. It was so That's weird. Bizarre. I I don't know how the story's going to play out because we haven't tried it yet. We probably should give that a shot sometime soon. Um. I'm perplexed, though, on why this has already been released now so far. It just feels like it needs a little bit more polishing before it even came out to this point. Because I think that some of the textures are really good, like especially on the dinosaurs. Like I, I was showing you, you know, I jumped on one of them. Uh, like the corpse of one of them and looked at it when it was raining and you could actually see the rain splitting between the scales and, you know, kind of running alongside. And it just, it looked really, really good. Um, but then you've got some textures that are just kind of like bleh. Um, and then even like um, penalties to you as well. Like the example being that gas canister mission we were doing and mm -hmm. the fact that you could run into those caves and walk through that gas that was supposed to be driving out these dinosaurs, and it's doing nothing to you. You'd figure that there'd be yeah. some type of penalty being closer to that, though. And, well, even the other part is that a lot of those dinos didn't even come out of those caves in the first place. They came off of, like, the, the side areas next to them. So it's like, are you really yeah, flushing no, them I out? walked into one of the – yeah, I walked into one of the caves, and literally those caves are just an in and out to one side to the other. So, I yeah. mean, you're facing both entrances – and it's literally one side to the other. It's just gas that's spawning inside there or right. whatever. Right. Um, and I had four of them spawn right on top of me. They just poof appear. So, I mean, it was right in the cave, kind of in the midst of where the, it's the darkest in the gas or it's the more, most dense. So if you're standing back where we were originally starting the mission mm -hmm. and standing to fight everything... Um, yeah, you wouldn't be able to see him, but uh, the AI was so dumb that if you didn't like gain their attention somehow, they would just stand there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you couldn't actually progress any further in the mission, but I think that was maybe one of our hangups, but we flushed out all those caves, so I don't know. Yeah, but the problem, of course, when we flushed out the caves anyway, is that we broke that mission. Because we had started yeah, yeah, it, and then true. yeah, we started it, and then we decided to go and look at other stuff, and then we came back, and it didn't progress ahead. There's no timer on there mm -hmm. to show exactly how long things are going. There's no um, there's no status bar. There's nothing. It just says you have to do this mission eight times, and that's it. It, it just seemed like it went on for way longer than the other ones had. 
So I don't know. Yeah, well, and it it took way too long for the mission to start once we had actually physically started it with the switch. Right. Right. So, yeah, and it's it has some promise. I think it just really uh, maybe this wasn't I, the right time for it to come out yet. I here's the thing with the games like that though. I feel like especially with with a game that that has a lot of promise but doesn't have a lot of financial backing by putting it in in an early access like this it it gives it the opportunity to get people excited about it and potentially gain some financial backing from people's excitement you know people saying hey i want to give you guys money or you know promoting you know companies you know persuading companies to to throw money at this project no absolutely happen no that that's that's very fair that is absolutely very fair that's true so maybe i am being a little bit more critical than i should be but i think one thing to to fill the audience in on this because when i heard about second extinction this kind of went through my head and i can confirm now this is not like a spiritual successor or a um a spiritual recreation of turok in any way shape or form um, no. Part of this, of course, like I think anything I see with dinosaurs, I always liken back to like Turok just because of I mean, that was a pretty, pretty crazy set of games that we had. And we were kids, you know, on the N64. But oh, yeah, it's it's just one of those things that when I see a dino game, it's like, oh, this is probably gonna be like that. They're going to give it a try. And obviously, of course, it's it's really not. So because the dinosaurs are these like mutated versions of like we came across this variant that could go invisible and then would appear right in front of you and shoot lightning out. We had like a mole one where it didn't actually have any eyes that you could see, but it would burrow underground and then pop up behind you. Um, You had this like ice one. Um, The Triceratops ones really didn't have anything, you know, out of the ordinary about them, I guess. I think they had, they might've had lightning damage. I don't know. They, they look like they had some plasma thing going on with their, their heads. Oh, very possible. But then the other thing too, that was interesting is that, um, you are expected to fight a T-Rex somewhere in there. And I really like what's driving me to go back to play that game is to go find one of those. I don't care where it is. I want to find it. And I know it's going to kick my ass, but I want to go find it and I want to fight it. Well, and it, it was one of those things too. Every time we heard like, noise that and that that was one thing that that was kind of upsetting is you would get the uh action music like something was coming and i wouldn't or i would get it and you wouldn't oh i didn't realize you weren't getting it at the same time okay no wow Um, there were a lot of times that you were like you're getting the music right and i'm like no oh yeah that's right so it's like yeah you're like something's coming i hear the music and i'm like really okay because I, I didn't hear anything. It's but there more... was like one or two times that I was like, there's there's something coming. The music's right. changing. And you didn't say anything. So right. I was like, he must not have heard it. Well, then that... So the cues are messed up. I yeah, think, that a makes bit. me wonder, like, if being in a party that as long as one person crosses that trigger, then, you know, that one person's going to hear it. And it's still going to activate it, even if it doesn't carry over the, the effect to everybody. Because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must be something it must be something weird that's bound up there on those boundaries and those spawn areas, I guess, in particular. So another little bit of reworking there. I guess maybe what we need to do is as we go in and try to play it again here sometime soon, maybe what we need to do is actually write down all of these different things again and then just go back and file a, a feedback report or a bug report and just indicate at least to them this is what we're seeing. This is what we're hearing. This is what we've come across, you know, so at least they get that feedback now. Cause I think they had a feedback link somewhere there on the settings page. I think they had something right. there that said, you can go and click that and it would open up a browser on your desktop and you can go and submit stuff there. So I think we need to, we need to take the initiative. If, if you like this game and that, you know, there is some potential there, at least I see from even my side too, we should at least take the effort probably to contribute and at least let them know this is what we've seen as a problem. This is what's working. This is what's not working and be the, the better gamers in that regard, you know, let them know. Right. 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 But yeah. So, I mean, we really haven't played a lot of games in the last couple of weeks just because of being busy with the open critic stuff. Um, but 
where I wanted to end the episode here for this week was kind of with a question, Kyle. And this is this is not necessarily going back to our days of old with topic episodes, um, mm-hmm. but it's related to the news articles we had this week. And I wanted to talk about it really quick, though, just to kind of see what your thought was here of the future on things. But um, in the news, there was the article talking about PlayStation investing money into Discord. And of course, this Mm -hmm. came up uh, as sort of the rebuttal to Microsoft not being able to buy Discord for like $10 billion. So, I mean, we don't know exactly how much uh, Sony threw at Discord, but we know they threw something at them. And they've been throwing money at all of these other companies too. You know, another cloud mm-hmm. company, they, they've been throwing money like mad at Epic Games for minority uh, share ownership, um, you know. And this question's been rattling around my mind, thinking about all that right now, is what the future of PlayStation really is, especially because... And you you talked about this, especially in the news last night, was about mm-hmm. the lawsuit from uh, the lawsuit against Sony for digital downloads only being um, available through their storefront and not being able to actually buy gift cards. Which I went to Walmart today to get some Mother's Day stuff and mm-hmm. went and looked in the game section at stuff that they had and. Not once did I actually see a card to allow you to buy a video game. It was V-Bucks. It was the shark cards for GTA Online. It was um, it was coins for like super uh, – the uh, whatever, whatever the online service is for the Switch. You know, it was those types of mm-hmm. things. It was currency stuff in that. Like you didn't really see anything for games there. So in the future of gaming and what PlayStation has been involved with lately – um, kind of looking ahead to the future, where do you see PlayStation really going now? Do you think maybe their next release of like a PlayStation 5 Pro or something might actually ditch the disk drive altogether and the next release might just be all digital and then incorporate more from these other companies like with Epic and then, of course, some sort of embedded Discord environment into PlayStation? You know, like where do you see like PlayStation going kind of from here now? I could see them, depending on how how the court case goes, I could see them pushing more for digital. Um, number one, they are actually charging the same as the disc version on their storefront digitally, from what I understand. So okay. if it's a $70 game at the store, it's a $70 game on the the, the PSN. That that's just how it is. Okay. Um, and that that's of course with the the new pricing on, or the new pricing premium on on even base games. But I don't know. I don't. I don't see them entirely ditching it. I I could see them going back to just one console, but it would probably still have a disc. Okay. And the reason I say that is because it's easier for them to produce the one console and put out more of it. Um, I don't think there's really a shortage on the players right at the moment. That That's not where the issue lies True. Is with the semiconductors. And they're, they're switching to that – or they, they've talked about switching to that new architecture for the, the semi or semiconductors in the, the – Re redone version mm-hmm. that's supposed to be available next year. So right, I don't know. I I I see them going to a single unit and it having one disc or it having a disc drive, but um, it'll probably be, it'll still probably only be a five hundred gig unit. I think. Okay. And I ask because it's like I'm looking at the level of of investment in these things, and of course. I mean, Discord, you know, there's – I don't think there's going to be a physical presence for a communication thing for them ever unless you see like a Discord-branded headset. Um, you know, you're not going to see anything dedicated there like that. And, of course, Epic Games with their yeah. big push in the way they're doing digital stuff anyway, um, you know, with the digital storefront. We've seen how much money they've been spending on getting exclusivity to games and 
you know, doing the free release of those games for the short amount of time. It's been such an interesting thing to see how they're positioning themselves versus Microsoft, who bought ZeniMax and then, of course, has invested so much into Game Pass right now. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I was asking, at least on the PlayStation side, because you're seeing way more of this investment from their side in all of these other parties and all of these other places. Uh it's like, I feel what like do you though, think they're, their they're just gonna looking be? for partnerships. So Sony wants to be just Sony, you know, and I I feel like that that's a big cultural difference, and I I I think that's probably part of it. But they right. they want to keep it just Sony, you know, um, and and that's why they're looking for the partnerships. But maybe they're looking for partnerships because. They don't want to necessarily um, absorb the business, but they want other businesses to flourish. That That's the only other thing I can think of. You know what? I think that's actually a fair assessment on that one because, yeah, Microsoft's on the opposite end where they're, you know, they're buying up everybody. Well, not everybody. That's not a fair one. They're buying up the right things. And, of course, they couldn't get their hands in to buy uh, Discord and of course, now Sony's gone around. It's like, we don't want to buy you, but here's a smaller amount of money to work with us to do something as kind of a, uh, a giant FU to Microsoft, I guess, uh, yeah. without really saying it. But I'm just kind of looking at the way these investments were going here. And part of me had wondered, it's like, what is PlayStation kind of positioning themselves for? And maybe that's really it then more than anything is that they're not necessarily going to um, – uh, the the digital thing obviously needs to be fixed and addressed, and we're going to have to see what happens with that lawsuit. Mm-hmm. But I was more curious about how they're positioning themselves because Discord has a bunch of built-in features for PC gaming where it doesn't really matter what game you're playing. You can invite someone in right through it. You can stream to your friends right. through Discord without actually having to stream out to Twitch and then right back into Discord. Um, the, the integration and I- being able to launch Discord while playing games is another part of it too. Right, and and what I understand from or from what I understand, uh, the integration that they're looking for in the PlayStation service is the fact that you'll be able to communicate to people that have the Discord app that have it on their PC. Um, so if if you wanted to call someone, uh, on their phone, even as long as they were signed right. into their Discord, you could still call them on their phone. Right. Um, you know, it, it it's just an accessibility thing and, and being able to communicate with um, as many people as possible during the, the time we're in type thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was what was kind of rattling along in my head. And I wanted to ask about that with you, but Sony's also been very, very thoughtful about the whole pandemic thing. When you think about it, you know um, they, they've really added features that, that help people, you know, interact with one another um and and they they've also you know had their play at home initiative going on the entire time where they've given out free games you know and you don't even have to be a playstation plus member you you just log on to your playstation 4 and boom you have a game that's like a 50 dollar game for free that's also that's also very true and then on the inverse of course with microsoft side of things of course they've been charging 15 bucks a month for ultimate Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that you've got the inclusion for EA play and the amount of games that you actually can download and play has gone up significantly, th- there's kind of a trade-off at least in value though, anyway. And then of course the expansion to game pass for PC. So now you can play some of those top tier Xbox games on your gaming rig. And then of course, game streaming being roped into it too. So it's, it's positioning a little bit differently in those ways. And it's not necessarily to throw flack at any of the charity stuff either that PlayStation's doing. Cause that was, I mean, I agree. That was actually really cool for them to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Microsoft, at least I get this sense anyway, is that they have this, we want your full cooperation or we're going to a force you to assimilate to us. So, you know, they're they're like the Borg or something, you know, of the gaming world. Resistance is futile. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But that was that was the thing that I was kind of teasing you about that was rattling around in my head was just like um, you know, from earlier this week was just like mm-hmm. 
you know, it, I was on my way into work and it popped into my head about something because of that story. And it was like, what is Sony really setting themselves up for here for the future? And I think you're right, is that it's more of the cross platform collaborations, which is subtly a giant F you to Microsoft. Yeah. 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 Short, short, sweet to the point of whatever that is. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, that was my whole little thing I wanted to ask about and just get your I, your ideas and thoughts on. And I thought that'd be a great thing to include in this week's episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I think that's everything for us this week. It's as we're learning some new things here and toying with some new things here, of course, especially in that in the new partnership with Open Critic, we're we're busy. We're doing yeah, a lot of that, especially. Busy. Yeah. Uh, so with that, that is it for this week's episode, everybody. So thank you so much for tuning in with us and checking us out. If you like what you're hearing, of course, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Just go search for the NPCs podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to them right now. And make sure to go ahead and hit subscribe so our latest episodes will download right to your device of choice. If you want to find us right at our homepage and see every platform we're supported on, you can go and do that. Anchor.fm slash the dash NBC's dash podcast. We're on social media on Facebook and Twitter at the NBC's as well. With that, thanks, everybody, and we will catch you all next week. Laters. Laters.